Welcome to We Define Sisterhood, where we celebrate scars and embrace liberation. We are your hosts, Taylin and Sam. Each month, we focus on a spiritual principle that we are rooted in. This month, we are rooted in peace. Shalom. All right, y'all. So we want to introduce you to the way that we're going to flow every time you listen to this podcast. So first up is our segment, The Heart Check. The Heart Check segment is as simple as it sounds. This is our time to check in with ourselves and our listeners to see just how well we've been keeping ourselves. Hashtag keep yourself. So, Taylor, y'all want to tell your list? Uh, you want to tell our listeners what is the hashtag keep yourself? Yes, sis. It just means, <laughs> baby. First of all, keep out. A <laughs> look out for some merch because it's it's gonna be cute. It's but coming. Keep yourself. It means how was your week? Or you can share an awkward moment that has happened this week. It's also our way of focusing on ourselves before we talk about somebody else. Okay. Hence the hashtag keep yourself, boo boo. All right. So. How was your week, Taylor? <laughs> this first, let's, let's be transparent with the people. Let's be transparent, y'all. Y'all, <laughs> a mess, a whole mess, a whole mess. That's it, boo, y'all. So let's just be fully transparent here, right? So we have been working on this podcast. God gave us this vision to work together as sisters on this podcast two years ago, two years ago, mm-hmm. y'all. And so we have been procrastinating. <laughs> on it <laughs> to say the least yeah yeah miss rocky if you're listening you can tell the folks that be t- tell the folks yes we, mama thank from. you you pushed this on out sis <laughs> so um yes y'all we have been working on this podcast for two years so it's just beautiful it's for it to finally come to fruition we have done a lot of research and been planning and so mm. um even with all of that tonight we, we wasn't ready been, we wasn't ready we were all <laughs> over the place so um that's how tonight is going but awkward moment funny moment sis and you ain't even heard this yet so oh lord oh lord so y'all i'll peek into my life my car is out it's it's just out of service y'all it's um and just so you know her car y'all is ancient it's a it's a rel i wasn't gonna say all that the car it's a relic it's a relic Wow, <laughs> putting all my business. So yes, let me be quick, y'all. Basically, um, for those of you who know, I moved back to the Bay Area, California, where I am originally from, from New York. So of course, in New York, I didn't have a car. I took the train everywhere. My dad had a spare truck, a 1989 Toyota. Y'all don't even have a name. That's how <laughs> it has no name, just a Toyota truck. It has over, literally, I looked up Guinness Book of World Records for the most miles. I'm literally in third place in the entire world with over 3 million miles on this truck. Million. Girl, yes, did you, you apply? Heard me did right. you let them know? Girl. So only they only care about the first this. But anyhow, so what I'm saying is I've been looking <laughs> for a vehicle um, intensely for the past. This is going on week three. So this weekend, my uncle and my friend, we went on a journey to look up some cars so basically the first vehicle we saw you know things it's all right homeboy not a homeboy he was an old he was grandpa papa papa was being a little evasive okay we were asking him questions he didn't know the answers i'm looking like sir you're doing a lot 
we haggled him down about four to five hundred dollars. Okay, I went okay. Cash, yes. I went cash money, honey. I went to the bank, got that money, and then my co- friend, who was a mechanic. He was like checking everything out, doing the test drive and stuff and was like, um, like I'm hearing this sound and I'm like, okay, well, what do you suggest I do? He's like, why don't you take it to that muffler shop just to, for them to lift it up and just make sure everything was okay. I was like, okay, cool, cool, cool. You know, this is the last step because everything else is checking out. <laughs> Y'all, and they lifted that car up. <laughs> oh dear. It was arrested. The whole underneath was arrested <laughs> out. <laughs> rested out it had come from new jersey so with the snow and salt and stuff that erodes the car so that was a whole situation um then the next day we 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 gathered we rested we recouped and we went back out scavenging okay we um went to this other dude homeboy had met us in the parking lot of the auto zone y'all he had his he had his girl in this truck like for the lookout um and I'm then done. also he has somebody else in a hoopty like circle in the parking lot it was I'm a real done. sketch not gonna even <laughs> lie my uncle was like get in a car roll up the window uh-uh, did you see that i didn't like that y'all he he don't play and so he was just Ooh. like yeah he had somebody casing us and da, 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 da. and i was looking like okay sir uncle chill out you know then we met up with that person later at at the costco parking lot his girl rolled up first, you know, was trying to peep it, peep the situation out. It was just a lot. Basically, I didn't have, I don't, still don't have a car. So that's my life. That's what's going on with me. How we want to say, we, we, we thank God for your deliverance because y'all, <laughs> um, y'all don't know Taylin, but I've known Taylin for over 10, almost uh, more than over, 10 years, pretty yeah. much at this point. No, this is our 10th year, years, but it feels yeah. like longer. Child, she, she, this girl, she just, she just being predicaments, but God is our keeper. Amen. Oh, oh, amen. Um, my week is going quite bumpily, if I do say so myself. But God Bumpily. is good. Amen. You know, speaking of cars, my car, her name Precious, her middle name Tamika, Precious Tamika Soul, to be exact. Precious has a Kia Soul, y'all. That's why her last name is. Look, soul. The, the people don't need to know what I'm. Look, y'all don't need to know. What I'm working with, my you know my business out there though. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> so y'all, you know how it is for those of us out here, and I know there's people who can, uh, you know, relate to this. Um, some of us, when we see something's wrong with our car, we be like, "Bet I can make it. I can make it. Payday's coming. Got a just a week." So I had noticed that Precious was like doing that little, but you know she. So starting up, I said, "Okay, we we good. Precious, got you. I'm. I know I'm late on my oil change. Don't worry, sis. I got you. I'm gonna go. But before I go, girl, let me make this pit stop because I done messed around and bought some brassiers from Fenty Beauty, and them things they wasn't it. Okay, and now that's a whole nother conversation. But if you choose to get your intimates there, you you need to be a B cup and underneath under. Anyway, so." <laughs> Um, y'all, I, I, I had to go print, you know, my return label. I'm in the car. I'm like, you know what? We've been here before. Like, it's cool. I'm like, you know what? Okay. All right. My car broke down. <laughs> but shout out to Pastor Gil, my spiritual recovery. He hooked me up, so it's going to be okay. Um, and, you know, I was proud of myself because 
my friends know that I am not the friend that is the best level, most level-headed person under pressure. I am the very much the one who is anxious, irritable, and teary-eyed. So I was proud of myself because I did not cry. I was like, you know what? You know what? It could have been worse. You could have been on the side of the highway, like back in the day when your mama was driving that old dusty Lincoln that your granddaddy had, and we was on. And let me tell you, if you stuck on the highway in California, you better pray to God you do not die because the way people be flying, baby, your life could be completely done. But anyways, it was just, it was annoying, but it is not the worst case scenario. And I think it really ties into the heart of what we're talking about today. Um, I think this is a good transition. So I'm going to introduce our next uh, segment, which is hashtag that's the real tea. That's the real tea is the segment where we flip the culture on its head and turn a teacup full of gossip into a teacup filled with meaningful, heartfelt conversation, reflection, and spiritual truth. Now, y'all, like I said, this was originally going to be the name of the podcast, but God saw something different. Amen. Um, the, the, <laughs> amen. But I thought this was great because, you know, so many of us, especially as us ladies, be on the shade room, girl, girl, did you see that, 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 we be talking about a whole bunch of stuff. And we have this culture where we're so excited to hear the next latest gossip about other people's problems and things. And I think in a way, you know, it takes us off our minds off of what's really going on with us. And that's why I said we started off with ourselves. We're going to look at ourselves. We're going to check ourselves first. So this is our way of giving you the real tea. We're giving you courageous conversation. We're giving you spiritual truth. We're giving you critical reflection. And that is the heart of this podcast. So, Taylin, I'm going to let you take it away. Yes. Hello, beautiful people. So, this week, we are talking about transition and change. We figured our very first full episode that we would kind of reflect on this past year it is February, still the beginning of the year. And so we get an opportunity still in quarter one to just think about what most recently has been our season of transition and how has God really shifted and changed us. And so mm-hmm. as educators, y'all, we got to start from the beginning. We got to break it down for you. All right. So please feel comfortable. Um, we want to just make sure that we're framing the conversation in a way that everyone is starting from the same place. And so to do that, we're going to break down the word. I want to really look at the word transition. The word comes from a Latin word, transire, which means to go across and often refers to the process and not the result. I think that is so key because often when we see in transition and seasons of transition, right, we're so focused on where we want to be that we don't recognize that in between time, that waiting is most of what our life consists of, right? And so transitioning is really the act of making a change, right? So you're in process. It's going from one set of characteristics or circumstances to another. It may not be instantaneous. More often it is not, (laughs) but it is yet a series of steps or phases that is involved. And so we want to really break down our most recent, again, our most recent um, 
areas of transition and change. And also really talk about what were those steps? What did we have to lose? What do we have to let go? How did we learn? How did we grow? You like that? A little rhyme. Didn't even need to do that. Okay, okay, okay. Yes. Words with, words with. But uh, thank you, sis. Thank you. So, <laughs> yes, we are going to be delving into that, y'all. Before we get started, though, I think Ecclesiastics 3 and 1 is just a great grounding scripture. It says that there is a time for everything mm. and a season for every activity under the heavens. And so mm. it just grounds us and reminds us that God already knew that there's a time for everything. And with, with every time there's a season. And um, one of my the- theologians that I love that really speaks about leadership, um, which is really dear to my heart, is the late Dr. Miles Monroe, and he often talks about time being created for a particular purpose to be fulfilled. That time, it keeps moving. It does not wait until you discover your purpose. Um, And so our prayer is that through these conversations, we want to hear you talk back at us that you would be able to have revelations about your own stories as well. And so let's get started. Let's have our conversation. So Sam, as we reflect on this past year in 2020, so many people said, this is the year of 2020 vision. And huh? he gave us vision, all right. Okay. Right. <laughs> he gave us vision and foresight. Um, so let's Child, that, that was that was some 2020 uh, HD, 3D, 4D. I'm all up in your TV. Oh, you feel okay. me? Okay. Anyway, no, we're so silly. we can't help. <laughs> we it. are no, no, no. He was like, you know what? I'm gonna give you this IMAX version of who you are because you need to. You really needs to see you all the way up close. Like, like when you're doing your makeup. Okay, no, not even when you're doing the makeup. Y'all ever been to a hotel and we got that one mirror, that little makeup mirror on the thing, and you be doing your makeup with your girls and you be like, Ugh, why do I look like that in this mirror? Like back up. That was 2020. That. that was 2020 and if that was not 2020 for you the lord bless you i'm glad that you 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 know that wasn't the case but for the majority of us we had to see some ugly things some pretty things some weird things some insane things i mean it was it was something and i think before i get into my personal reflection i wanted to comment on something that you said Taylor, which was so amazing about the fact that when we're in transition, we are being processed and going from one place to another. And so, so often I find for myself, I'm really my own worst critic. I think, um, I think it's easy to be so critical of yourself in a time of transition and change, because you have to think that when you're in the potter's wheel, when you're being molded, when you're becoming, it's a really weird an uncomfortable process because you have to come to grips with what you cannot control, what you can control, what your weaknesses are, what your strengths are. And so I think that it's easy to get into that uh, critical mindset. And obviously this woman is this woman. Wow. This podcast y'all, uh, is targeted toward women because we felt like we need a safe space. And as I have to be honest, I feel safest with my black sisters in a society where we are oppressed, where we are seen as less than, where we have so many um, different ways that we are oppressed and the ways that those intersect. And those of us who are 
black women of different identities and how that takes us even to even more levels of oppression. I think often we feel the safest with each other. And so while we are obviously we're open to everyone, um, we want this to be a safe space. And so as you're listening to this conversation, I want you to think about that and I want you to reflect with us. Um, but back to the topic, the topic at hand, I think as women, especially as black women, we are really, really hard on ourselves. I think one of the posts that I saw in 2020 that stuck out to me the most was that um, black women don't often recognize that they're dealing with anxiety. They think they're failing. They, they think they're failing. And I think that when you're in a time of transition and change, it often feels like you are failing yeah. because you're not. Things may not be going the way you may, you may not be where you think you should be. You may, you might feel um, frustrated with the Mm -hmm. friction between who you were and who you are becoming. And so I think that in this time period, I myself have felt a lot of anxiety, a lot of pressure. And I am just fresh off a season of taking a seat from ministry, taking a seat, um, from counseling others. Um, and I don't think we, well, in our, in our introduction episode, we told y'all we have teaching backgrounds and I'm also a licensed counselor. And so um, being a counselor in a pa- pandemic could be a whole podcast on its own. <laughs> but I think I had to recognize within myself, I, I need to sit down and I need to allow God to, to, to purge me and I need to rebuild. And so for me, my transition looks like rebuilding my transition looks like starting over. My transition looks like assessing what are the things that I really um, have attached to my identity that because that outcome is not happening or not happening on the time, I am now questioning the core of who I am. Oh, that's good, sis. Can we actually pause right there? And can we go back? You talked about your transition, but can we talk about the change that led to that transition? So if you would mind sharing with us maybe one Um, Just a a huge moment for you that really sparked transition or change last year or within this past year? Girl, that was such a great question. Um, (laughs) See what you did there. So at the end of last year, y'all, and I have not been very um, open publicly, I would say, like on a public platform. I think people know that I'm in ministry. I preach, I teach, I sing, I write. I, I do a lot of different things. And I am in my stepping out season. Like I am learning how to step out and be comfortable. And so I am blessed to be under a great covering um, under Apostle Jorakaya and Pastor Gill. Um, And I was affirmed as a prophet, one of the prophets. Um, And as we say at our church, we're a global ministry. And so we um, respectfully, I'm not going to say it over the air, but um, we are not just, you know, it's not like, okay, in your church, you do this and you're a prophet. And when you leave this building, you no longer embody that, but this is who you are. This is who um, I was and whoever God has called you to be, you were that person before the foundation of the earth. Okay. So that is the, the mindset and the framework that I'm coming at you from. So I started that process in 2016. And when I tell y'all, I thought I was losing my mind. (laughs) I thought I was going crazy. I'm not kidding. I thought I was crazy when I heard the Lord call me. I was like, you, you bugging, you bugging, fam, you bugging like big time. 
And I went through a year of feeling like that and continuously getting different dreams, confirmations. and was like, whatever. And I remember praying this exact prayer. I said, Lord, if you are serious, um, send me a teacher because like Elisha and Elijah, I have to have a teacher. I can't do this where I'm at. And a year to date of that prayer, a, a, she was prophet joy at the time, walked into my life. And the first time she met me, she's gonna laugh when she hears this. She touched my hand and then backed up in a very <laughs> funny fashion and said, oh, you a prophet. She said, you, I know you're prophetic. And she said, oh, you're a prophet. And it was like chills ran through my body. And so now we're on the other side of being in the classroom, doing ministry, doing things, not on the stage, not where people can see what's happening. And um, so often we like to publicize all the different things that we're doing, not to say that it's wrong, but sometimes when you're in that cocoon and what we're talking about is the cocoon tonight, we're talking about that transition. You don't need everybody up in your face. It needs to be you and God in that war room, in that chamber, working it out and birthing out what he has placed inside of you. And so that was a big moment to step into, not so much as an accomplishment, but the next step, the next stage, because I've learned all this, this, these things now, how am I applying this um, in office and operating? And honestly speaking, it was like hell broke loose right after the day. Not even the day, not even the day of when I got home, I got a very, unfor- uh, very unfortunate news. And for me, it took me back to a place of my my childhood trauma. And it was just downhill from there if, if we're going to be real about it i i felt like i sank into a very dark place um and that was very difficult for me and it created a lot of cognitive dissonance because when you when you transition into something and god's like you're Carrie, can you define break down cognitive dissonance for those <laughs> cognitive dissonance for my psych people oh just so y'all know i'm a, I'm a psych major uh, and I am a mental health person. And so when you have cognitive dissonance, I remember the, the way they explained it to me in school was so uh, easy to understand. When you have a rubber band, right? And let's say you put your fingers between that rubber band and you pull on the opposite way, but it never quite comes fully together. That is cognitive dissonance. That is the way your mind feels when you have two opposing thoughts that you feel like should be together but they're not. And so there's this tension that exists between um, those two things. And so for me, the tension was between who I am, who I was and who I felt I, or who I am and who I felt I should be. Mm-hmm. And I always have dreams when I enter seasons of deliverance, like against my will, I'll be just going to sleep. And then all of a sudden I'm laying on the floor and like I'm into this like prophetic dream. And I knew that it, a season of deliverance was upon me. But the funny thing about how God does me, it's never, it is in this, all of us, it's never what we think it's going to be. It's never what you think it's going to be. It's always that thing that you don't even, you're not even aware enough to put it in your journal. It's always that thing that you're not paying attention to. And so it's in this time, it's challenged my notions of what I believe a prophet to be and who I should be and what is ministry and ministry for her and, and her husband looks like this and ministry for him looks like this and ministry for my pastor looks like this, but, but who is Sam, you mm-hmm. know? And it was like this place where I felt like, you know, I don't even want to do this because the world is crazy. You got all these Christian folks out here talking about Trump this 
You got all these other people out here saying X, Y, and Z. Everybody's existing on an extreme. And I was like, honestly, I don't want to do this, Lord. <laughs> and when you read the Bible, you find so many prophets like Habakkuk, like Jeremiah, like people, they, they were like in these crazy situations and they would too say the same things I was saying um, in times of transition, in times of, of these high moments. Like Elijah came off this high, high moment where he defeated all these, these false prophets. And then he was so afraid that Jezebel sent for him that he asked God to kill him. Now, isn't that crazy? Because you'd be like, Elijah, what are you talking about? You said your God is the God that answers by fire. And he literally burnt up all of these idols. How are you now sitting here under this juniper tree ready to end your life? And that's, if I could describe how my 2020 and then that was that was that was how it's ended. How it's going is taking steps to accept. Yes, we're gonna get there. We're not there yet. How it's going? We're gonna get there. Oh, oh, my bad, my bad, my bad. Go ahead, girl. Go ahead, girl. <laughs> no way. Yes, you know, yes, yes, I, I got you, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, just quickly, my 2020 was an entire season of transition. Let me mm. go back a few years in that. Um, so every, every two years or so, so after graduating college, I moved to New Orleans, taught there for two years, came back here to the Bay Area, was here for a year or so, and uh, moved to New York. I was in New York a year and a half last March. I saw the tickets were cheap, y'all. I was like, oh, bet. Let me go home real quick, see the fam. Let me uh, wash my clothes, you know, let me just take, you know, that's it. I came on March 14th. The country shut down March 15th. And I've been here <laughs> ever since. And so um, if I'm honest, though, y'all, my time in New York was mm. a challenge. It was so much growth, so much personal growth. Really, I characterized it as a time of me meeting me. So Taylin, getting mm. to know who she really was. I love that. And so that's what God really showed me during that season. I'm so grateful. And so... I was ready to say, okay, God, this has been great. I finally stopped fighting God and surrendered to what he had me yeah. the city for. And mm. I'm so grateful for that growth. And mm. I had decided, I said, God, okay, I'm here. If you want me to be here another year and kind of pray about what my next step is, I'm okay with that. That was literally weeks before. <laughs> that was in February. In March, I came back and everything changed. As I said, I ended up moving back home to California permanently. I was able to keep my same uh, work at my same company and just transfer to our office out here. And so God just shifted so many things. And so mm -hmm. it was a state of transition physically, right? Moving to mm -hmm. an entirely different state, mentally kind of wrapping my head around the idea that I was going to be back in a in a state and then if I'm honest that I wasn't ready to that I that was not the plan Lord I said I was ready to stay in New York even as hard as New York was I was okay mentally staying there and um mm. wasn't fully ready to come home and if I'm really really being transparent y'all I looked I was wondering like people who would come back home particularly you know I would know of people who maybe moved out of state for school or for a few years and I would come back to California and I'd be like what's wrong with you why are you why are you coming back? You've seen what else there is out there. Why are you coming back? And let alone mm. that is me. And so um, so yeah, I, I had to confront some hard truths, 
some things yeah. that I may have been running away from before, having some mm. difficult conversations with family, with myself. Um, but God blessed me in so many ways during this season as well. I was able to uh, have a promotion at work and then um, mm. also purchase a home. So like there are just so many. It was a, so many a, firsts. Yes, it so was many firsts. Yeah. such a season of just um, different dichotomies, you know, some such opposing things happening, bittersweet. I'm a season yeah. of great harvest, yeah. but also a season of, um, yeah, releasing some things. And so on right. that note, what did yeah. you need to leave behind in that season? What did you have to leave behind? Give us two, two things that you have to, that you had to leave behind quickly. In 2020 or? Yes. Correct. Okay. <laughs> Self-doubt. Because I, I ultimately that is that the spirit of doubt, constantly doubting myself, my ability, um, and what I know that God has placed inside of me. And the other one would be fear of success, because I Ooh, thought, girl, you hit them hard tonight, girl. I thought fear of failure was my problem, fear of success. Contrary to popular belief, as flamboyant and funny and exuberant of a person I am, I'm very uncomfortable um, sometimes in the limelight too much or I had I, I just despairing that all of it, the, res- the responsibility that comes with your success, yes. being a good steward over your success yes. and, and wearing your platform well. Because there's a lot of people with platforms, but there's not a lot of people that are wearing it well. And what I mean by that is being a pure representative, not a perfect, but a pure representative of Christ, a pure representative of justice. We have a lot of people with platforms that are covering their true motives and using things that are meaningful and important to our community Um to profit off of others. And so I think fear of success for me. Oh, girl, you, that was so beautifully said. We, we definitely share that. Um, I definitely identify with that. I think for me, I'm such a planner. I was just talking <laughs> earlier. I was, <laughs> y'all, I have so many different planners. I'm the one who will spend $60, $70 on, uh, on a planner, <laughs> on the passion planner, all the cold planners, y'all, I've had them. Girl, and, I, and I won't even open planner. mine. Girl. <laughs> And so, um, and y'all, I don't like spending money at all. So for me to spend okay. that much on a planner, baby, you know, you know what she love it. Okay. But, um, but all the, all that to say this year or this past year, really, when God says, I know the plans that I have for you plans to mm-hmm. give you hope in the future and just to prosper you. I mean, the plans that I made for myself were so baby. minute compared to the plans that God had for me. And I really Mm. just fully understood that with my entire body, my mind, my soul this past year. I'm so grateful. The plans that God had for me because I was able to just be in a place of surrender, but it also took Mm. some some time to grieve, to grieve what I thought was going to happen. For much of 2020, I felt like powerless. Mm. You know, I didn't Mm. feel like I was making the choice to move home. I didn't feel like I had that agency. I Felt like I was forced into that decision. My lease ended in my apartment in New York in July. And clearly mm-hmm. we know, you know, March, April, May, June, July, all those months. In New York, especially. Yes. It was the epicenter very early on of the COVID-19 uh, 
coronavirus. So, <laughs> so, um, so yeah, it was, it was a tough time. I did not see where God, why he was bringing me back here. Um, I didn't even get the promotion until October. And so, you know, I moved here in faith that God, you were going to do it. You were going to do mm-hmm. something. There were things that I was believing God for. So definitely surrendering my plans for God, mm-hmm. kind of exchanging that. And then, um, I think another huge lesson or what I had to leave behind was definitely was also fear, fear of fear of really pleasing other people or trying to Mm. do things just to make other people happy. If it was joining different um, clubs or opportunities or even at work saying yes to things. I think I'm so proud of where, even where we are, like we've talked about being obedient to this season and this podcast is a sign of Mm -hmm. obedience for us. Um, Just the things that I'm stepping into some other projects that I'm working on. I'm excited. Y'all, I am exhausted. Mm -hmm. Like I have had a full day uh, from literally Mondays are my heaviest days with six to seven back-to-back meetings. And then um, outside of work doing other things. And so, but I'm excited. Like this is what I want to spend my Mm -hmm. time doing. Yeah. um, yeah, so those are the things I had to leave behind. And as we move through this segment, our la- my last question is, what is the best way that you have been kind to yourself in this season of transition? Mm, I will not cry. I will not. Sorry, y'all. I, you, you're going to get a lot of random songs of the, um, on this podcast. Oh, the best way that I have been kind to myself is admitting that I was not okay. Going to my covering, um, taking time for me, um, taking a leave of absence. um, And some of these things are very recent. Um, uh, I, I feel like I'm still, I'm still in this. So this is live from the transition. We are reporting. Um, <laughs> no, I, I think admitting that I needed help. And despite the shame, because I can't even say I released the shame before I pick up that phone and said, hey, I need to talk. I was ashamed. Mm. I felt ashamed. I, I could not escape the shame. I, I felt, I perceived, because I can. Because through Christ, who strengthens me, I can do all things. Um, and after you receive the Holy Spirit, you receive what? Power. And so I perceived that I could not escape that shame. It felt like it was suffocating me. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I had to make that call. I had to be honest. I had to set boundaries with even people I love who love me. Um, admitting I needed help and taking the steps to uh, get that help. And that is where I'm at now. And I'm pretty much, you know, in the thick of, okay, I am. It's, it's, it's really humbling yourself. Uh, I think humility is not reserved for people who are arrogant. Because uh, I think that's obvious. Um, but I think that pride hides itself in different ways. And pride is what prevents people from asking for help. Uh, it prevents people from being honest. Because it invites shame to be that covering rather than going to your true covering, which is Christ Jesus and those that he has 
destined for you to be divine helpers. And um, so for me, that was me being kind. That's good, sis. That's good. That's good. Mm -hmm. Y'all, you are going to walk away with some meat to chew on from this podcast. (laughs) I'm over here thinking like, ooh, I need to do some journaling, (laughs) y'all. Because my sis gave me some things to think about. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So for me, being kind to myself, man. I think it involves really just getting to know what are the things that I enjoy, right? 2020 stripped us of, I'm a people person. I love being around people, spending time with people. There was none of that unless it was via (laughs) the interwebs, WhatsApp, Mm. FaceTime, all those things. And so, um, but most of all, there was just a lot of time, right? You weren't bogged down. I mean, work was definitely stressful. Um, Mm. I mean, right. Let's not get into all that, but <laughs> let me let me focus. Girl, that's a whole new because we both Girl. started new jobs this year. Okay. <laughs> so um, I think self-care looked like for me just prioritizing Taylor. So if mm-hmm. that meant that I needed to take a walk outside because I was stressed, mm-hmm. I did that. If that meant that I needed to take a day off of work, even if clearly I wasn't going nowhere, but I just needed mm-hmm. the mental break, I did that. If um, I started to get into art more, I'm definitely, I wouldn't say I'm creative in the traditional sense, but I have explored mm-hmm. more painting and um, yes. just having fun and just mm-hmm. having different creative outlets. Mm-hmm. And so I'm um, reading more. Even though girl, talk about that reading, girl, because reading has been the escape because TV child, Honey. I can't answer when I'm on. Um, but it's been a challenge. I actually, mm. prior to 2020, I was definitely read the most books I had ever read in 2019. And wow. so, um, but 2020 was hard. I think mentally I had so much heaviness that yeah. it didn't allow me to give books my full attention and so it was definitely mm. challenging that's something that I'm working on in this new year so mm. yeah I hope that gave you some ideas y'all for you to be kind to your own self and to really mm. think about what does transition look like for you please ask mm. yourself these same questions journal these questions what did you yes. have to leave behind in 2020 what was your greatest transition or change yes yes Awesome. This was just such an amazing segment. We have to do a part two. I cannot wait to get to, to record the follow up episode to this. Um, there were so many things that we encountered this year from losses of loved ones to new jobs to elevations to, to just everything in between. Um, so thank you so much for hosting that so beautifully, Taylin. All right, y'all, we are getting into our next segment, um, which is called Am I My Sister's Keeper? Yes, Am I My Sister's Keeper is the critical self-reflection point of our podcast. This is a segment where we explore the difficulties of relationships and challenge ourselves to love each other better. Hashtag keep your sister. Okay, and I want to put a caveat out there because I know that some of my listeners may say I am not a woman, I am a male, or maybe you don't identify with traditional, um, you know, standards for, for <laughs> what, what are the words I'm trying to say? <laughs> Identification, gender, whatever. We're talking to everyone. Um, we are a Christian podcast, but we love everybody. We want everybody to feel yes. welcome. And so if you need to replace that to hashtag keep your mama, hashtag keep yourself, hashtag keep, keep your brother, hashtag keep your cousin, uh, hashtag keep Pookie, uh, wh- whoever. Day day. Day day. 
Hashtag keep dating. Whoever. Okay? So, this is the time where we challenge ourselves in an area of growth. Dylan, I'm going to allow you to kick this off as we were flown tonight. What is in your spirit that you think we can challenge one another and challenge our listeners to grow? That is good, sis. I think there's so much that we talked about. But I think I am hoping that we can help each other grow and Mm. speak. That we're not muffled, that our mouths are not muffled by Mm. fear. Come on, or by shame or by worry or concern that Mm. we do not keep silent because of how Mm. others may perceive that which we are going through because we are afraid or scared of that we're alone Mm. or by ourselves or the only one going through it. I hope if anything you get from today, you are able to recognize that what you're going through, you're not by yourself. We're out here. Um, also going through similar things and that it is, it's natural, you know, it's, un- it, we're human. Um, there are different mm-hmm. challenges that we all go through, but you're not by yourself. And I'm hoping that I'm challenging you to speak up, to use your voice, not to remain silent, not mm-hmm. to shrivel up, not to um, make yourself smaller, to make other people around you feel comfortable that your mm-hmm. de- voice deserves words. Mm-hmm. It deserves if it's that word, it's verbal. If that word is writing mm-hmm. it down, like whatever you need to speak mm-hmm. so you can let yourself free. You deserve that freedom that comes with burdens being released. I feel that in the spirit tonight, you are in the flow. We didn't, uh, we didn't, we told y'all we was prophetic voices and sometimes it just sneak up on you. It you does. know what I'm saying? Ha, shit today. Anyways, um, let me stop playing because that was so amazing and powerful what you said and what I was feeling in my spirit is that just just that bottled up expression girl mm-hmm. of all the things that you wanted to say if 2020 wasn't the pressure cooker baby I don't know what was I mean so many things so much I felt angry about that I, and, and sometimes you know when we're saying um not to be muffled. Sometimes it's not about being muffled on Instagram or social media. It's not, it's not being muffled with your conversation with yourself, with God, whatever you need to do to allow that to, to come out. Um, one way that I can say, I felt the enemy was muffling in my prayer mm. because I couldn't, again, that shame. I couldn't, yeah. I tried, I attempted, I, I couldn't write. I couldn't write any songs. I couldn't write any poetry. I couldn't, do anything and I got on the plane because my beautiful friend said we know you are not well come see us we want to see about you and when I got on that plane I I weeped that whole ride and I felt like my voice came back and I was able to begin to write and um we want y'all to have a voice we want you to feel like you are heard because you are heard and someone is listening and that someone is the Lord he's listening y'all He's listening. We are listening. You know, the whole thing about this is cultivating a safe space. We may not be together. And, you know, the way it's looking, we might not be together for a while. Mm -hmm. And so we have to be assured that our safe space is in the spirit that we are gathered together where two or three are gathered. He didn't say where two or three are gathered in a house. Two or three are gathered in the same location uh, or in a car. He said two or three are gathered together in prayer. And so... We want y'all to to feel the atmosphere as you're listening in your home to pick up that journal to start writing those things out. That was an awesome challenge. And I'm going to pick this week in the name of Jesus for myself. Mm-hmm. 
I love that. I love that. Yeah. So uh, without further ado, we have come, huh? To the benediction. We've come <laughs> to the end of the road. <laughs> Y'all, I'm not the singer, clearly. <laughs> My sis is, but you know, I have to, we, we on different benediction. Hallelujah. That, that's, uh, uh, let the church say amen. Let the church say amen. God is something. <laughs> all right and finally we have come to the benediction where we spend our final moments affirming one another with true statements sealed in christ and with a prayer of agreement Taylor, take it away yes beautiful people today our affirmation i affirm and please repeat after me repeat with me i will appreciate the seasons of waiting let's say that one more time together I will, I will appreciate, appreciate the seasons, seasons of, waiting. of waiting. Father God, I thank you for this opportunity, Lord, to be reminded that even in the process, mm. you are with us, that even in the process, that it matters, God, where you're taking us and that which we have to go through is more important than, than the outcome of where we want to be, God. I thank you that you are allowing voices to be set free, God, that muffles are coming off, muzzles are coming off people's mouths, oh God, and they will speak truth in light, God, that they will speak truth to their pain, oh God, that which is crippling them, God, is literally causing them to be bent over with shame and hurt and pain, God. You are allowing as they speak more words, as they write it out, God, that they will be able to literally stand up straight, oh God, in confidence yes. and in faith, Lord, and that yes. they will appreciate, God, the seasons of change, God, and you will show them who are who they are becoming in the process. Amen. Amen. We hope you have enjoyed this podcast. And remember to follow us at We Define Sisterhood on the gram. Let light, love, and laughter forever be your portion until we meet again. Love y'all forever, ever, ever, ever. Yes, forever, ever, forever, ever.